Hey everybody, welcome into the Haven Podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you are listening to me. Hope you all having a terrific work week and getting ready for an awesome weekend. I smell burning. That would be... What is that? The hell, am I having a heart attack? That would suck. Make for good ratings though, I think. I think like, hey, listen to this podcaster who had a, a heart attack live on their podcast as a recording. That'd be awesome. Anyways, but that's not why you listen. Sorry if my heart attack possibilities inconvenience you. My, my apologies in advance. But with that said, on today's weekly video game focused episode, um, got a couple little tidbits to jump into. Um, they're more like fall into that industry note categories that usually we do. I don't know if there's too much that I can kind of ramble on and, you know, raise my blood pressure on about. Uh, uh, they're, actually, I shouldn't say that. I always have that mindset going in, and then as I think through something, I'm like, oh shit, I could totally just lose my 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 beans on it, as the kids say. No kids say that, but I'm going to try to get it started and trademark that. But with that said, um, thank you so much for listening as always. So let's go ahead and just uh, let's jump into it, start the show if you will. We're going to start with a little, little story that broke this, um, I think it was late last week or something, or earlier this week. A little game called Alien Blackout. Now, for those that are like, that sounds familiar, I don't know what you're talking about, let me just do a quick recap, Um, because we did talk about it on the podcast, I think, like, months ago. So, there was some leaks, some stuff that came out that, hey, there's a new Alien game in the works, and the rumor was they were going to show a trailer of it at the Video Game Awards back in, what, November, and then it came and went, there was no teaser trailer or anything like that. So, fast forward, they do drop it, and it's for this game called Alien Blackout, people were like holy shit what is this this looks great and everything like that or not i wouldn't say great but they were like oh sweet new aliens game definitely gotta love that and then we had and i think it got kind of confused because i thought the title alien blackout i was pretty sure that was the rumor title of this game that another developer is working on that's more like they described it as like alien excuse me meets destiny kind of thing where it's going to be like a looter shooter that that tor- that type of animal so i think that's where that got attached to as far as the rumor mill went so i thought that's what this was going to be um they are still working on that but it's not alien blackout as it was rumored um this alien blackout is a game that they've come out and said the developer that hey this is a sequel to alien isolation a game that came out i think like three what four years ago now i think it was 2015 and it was actually like this little not little, it was um, this first-person survival horror game where you play, I think, as Ripley's daughter from the Alien series, and you go through, and it's very a very tense game, and it's actually very, very well done. And it got great reviews from a lot of critics. I don't think it really sold the way they were hoping it would. So they went ahead and developing a sequel, and this is from a new developer now that's doing it. So they said, hey, here's a sequel to it. Here's the problem that I had everyone butthurt and backlash ensues and I don't know, maybe it was a slow, slow news week. So people started losing their shit all over on the Twitters and social media because this developer is like, oh, this is exclusively to mobile. That's right. This is a cell phone video game, aka the sequel to a console thing. And people did not care for that. And from what I could gather, they have no plans to bring it to console. So you start going into like episodic maybe. I doubt it's going to be that. It's going to be microtransaction-based. How they make a survival horror game with microtransactions, I have no fucking clue, but I'm sure some bean counter had a genius idea 
to be like, hey, if we did this, you know, we could totally make this happen and work. So people were less than thrilled. <clears throat> so that's the story. That's the backlash, etc. So here's the thing, though. This developer then comes out and makes like these like the backlash is in full swing and people are losing their marbles. But the developer decides to go out of their way to make it sound like as if they have like, no, 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 there's there's something else coming with it. You know, like this is not its own solo thing. It's attached to something, you know, and they did like this cryptic tweet. So people were like, oh, is it attached to a movie or a TV show, maybe a console release or a different type of game? That's kind of what the developer alluded to with this one tweet they did. So then Fox comes out. I think it was like five, six hours ago where they're like, oh, no, 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 it's its own thing. Like, it's not attached to shit. So the whole cryptic tweet had something to do where they kind of alluded to it being episodic. So that's interesting. Now, here's my here's my hot take, if you will, on this. What the fuck are you thinking? Like, these people that work in the game industries now, and it's so hard because I... How can I put it? I try to be reasonable and balanced in the sense of when it comes to this kind of stuff, you got your developers that work on stuff and you have your marketing team, your PR, right? They're two different entities, but I got to think you're making this game knowing full well that, Hey, it's going to be microtransaction based or episodic, etc. So coming off of the swing too, cause this game's already in development. I would assume you see the backlash that blizzard got in terms of their Diablo, internal reveal like being straight a mobile game and we've had other situations similar and the same in the past as well the amount of how blind and deaf people are to like what's going on in the video game landscape and everything like that just blows my mind it's like these people live underneath a rock like they have nobody on social media or just trying to take the pulse of like the community of what's going on of like how did you think this was going to go over well that a game that grants you did not sell well, but the people that did play it clearly had a thing for it. You're going to make a sequel directly just for cell phones and tablets. Like, why did you think that was okay? Now, could some of this backlash be because it, it is quite big from individuals that are just jumping on the backlash train? Absolutely. We always see that shit. So it's just, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's one of those things where it it's still, I shouldn't be surprised, but yet I still am that these developers and publishers, they are so blind and or deaf to what's going on around them. No pulse on their industry, no finger on the pulse of what the community and audiences are wanting and looking for and, and everything like that. So it's one of those things where, you know, what if they took the, the, the playbook out of Danny's microtransactions and fuck customers over, dude, do a mobile version of this and then do your console. They've been doing that for a while. I think with mobile games should have done that. You would have been okay to go. So that's that. Now, transitioning, speaking of like shitty practices and, and being shitbags and blind and or deaf to your community or the industry in general, we're going to transition to our next story here. And whew, Lord and behold, no fucking surprise, Bungie and Destiny are back in the news. Um, ah, fucking hey, I wish this company would go away. I really do. I wish that. You know, I guess it's it's on me. Maybe I should just stop talking about it. But I, I want people to be aware because I'll, I'll be the first to admit I don't like Bungie anymore. I take a shit on Destiny, fuck Activision, all that stuff. I think if you listen to my podcast enough, you know my stance on these companies and why I feel the way I do about them. But and it's one of those things, though, even with all that Destiny one has such a soft spot with me. 
it's a game I really enjoyed, especially after the Taken King, that, I don't know, again, it's just like having that ex-significant other that you just keep hearing about, you think she's doing well, and then you, you find out she just blew the soccer team, and it's like, ah, oh, shit, you know, like, ah, oh, I thought it was going well for her. So, I'm trying to think of where to backtrack. So, I've talked about this a couple, I think it was about a month ago, maybe, or so, somewhere around their parts. I was just talking about, hey, how can Bungie, Destiny, Activision get away with their microtransaction slash their business practices, if you will, of, hey, charging you for an expansion and a season pass, as well as microtransaction, these three layers of just shit that they ta- stack on top of each other and they are able to get away with it seamlessly. So I think we even alluded to before where they did this thing where they had a piece of content drop in regards to their season pass that they've been peddling and it was blocked behind level walls and everything. So it took like the average person maybe a week to two weeks to get to the proper light level in order to unlock this content they've already paid for and been waiting for. And I know Bungie, I think, adjusted it a little bit, but from what I remember reading, it was something like, oh, went from like a two week grind to like maybe a week or something, maybe half a week. So even then it's like, I think that's shitty. You pay for something. I want to experience it, but it's like, oh, wait a minute. You have to wait another two weeks. As long as you drop everything you're doing and revolve your life around it, then you can experience this content. So they're back in it again, where apparently, and this I think was this past Tuesday or Monday or something, they dropped another piece from the season pass something called the forge and so in order to unlock it you have to solve this puzzle now the first group of three or first person that does solve this unlocks the entire content for the community so again it's something you paid for you go in i want to experience it, and it's like uh, uh-uh, uh, you gotta figure out this puzzle and then this is where people kind of lose me a little bit where they're like oh it's such a hard fucking puzzle no one can figure it out and there's content creators that focus just on destiny and famous streamers that are spending upwards of 24 hours straight trying to figure it out. It's like, well, take a breather and a break and take a step back and try to be the, and stop trying to be the world's fucking first for everything. And while you're at it, give your puppy a hug and show some attention to your significant other. But my point being, I can see the side of the argument where it's like, this is fucking bullshit. And I'm all about secrets and Easter eggs and hard shit. I think when you put that though, in front of content that people have already paid for, that's where you start to lose me a little bit. I think if you had them experience it, but it's like, oh, there's also this puzzle attached to it that if you can figure it out, it will be a reward for whatever. That's cool. But as long as there's something for the content you're promising for the people to sink their teeth into that they have already paid for, and then you add this on top, you got me on board. You won't lose me there. And you can make that puzzle as hard as you want. I guess the way this is kind of done, it's not just elaborate, but you have to go through like layers or something. And if you fail, you have to restart from the beginning. So a lot of shit to it. And of course, naturally people say, which honestly, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory where they're like, the content is so shallow that they're trying to put these artificial walls in place. So the player takes more time grinding and to unlock this stuff and figure it out. The thing is here, here's where it gets interesting. Bungie, I'm curious to see if they adjust the puzzle to make it easier to unlock or if they just remove it entirely. But if they don't, and whoever unlocks this because somebody will, if the content behind this puzzle is fucking lackluster, oh my goodness, the fucking backlash you're going to hear about this is going to be nuts. These guys are just like, I mean, I get it. They're trying to do something different and new for their book. I mean, they're not the first developer to do this. But again, goes back to my original point just like the alien thing 
being so blind and or deaf to your community. It's beyond reason. It's insane to me. And they keep doing it. They keep getting away with it. And it's like, when's enough enough? And you guys just kind of step away as a fan base. I'm like, you know, fuck you. Like, we're done. We're good. Like, this is this is too much bullshit you try to pull on us. So that's that's good old destiny on the news for you. So, again, I just keep coming back to there's times where I hear about what's going on and where they've gone from one extreme to the other. They made Destiny 2 at release a casual fuck fest. They decided to go with the other extreme like developers always fucking do and made it this hardcore grind fest, which I personally am okay with within reason. But when it gets to a point where it's like, if you want to enjoy this content, you have to spend, you know, five, anywhere from four, three to four days every day, about like five hours a piece to really get into and enjoy the fruits of your labor. You got to be a little more reasonable than that. You have to know you're not just competing with other video games anymore. You're competing with other consoles. You're competing with other experiences like Netflix, like TV, like all that shit and just life in general. So now you got a big commitment that you got to kind of try to figure out a balance and it's not easy. And clearly no developer, I think at this point that goes into these games have figured it out. Yeah. Whoever does though is going to make a shit ton of fucking money and have an awesome IP on their hands. So, um, that's your destiny and Bungie fuck you in the news today. So with that said, moving on to our third and final um, story of the day. So we've had some reports about it coming out for the last couple of months. And then recently, Michael Pactor, who, for those that don't know, he's like kind of like a video game analyst, I think. Like he works with some company. They forecast certain sales, what he thinks might happen in the industry in terms from developers and as well as, you know, manufacturers as well with, oh, this is what the new Xbox is going to be like, or PlayStation and the price point. And I mean, I would assume he has some connections, you know, he's been doing it for a long time and is pretty well known in the video game circles. Uh, depending on what website you go to, either he's a complete fraud, he knows everything, or hopefully he's in the middle somewhere and everything like that. So he came out, had a report um, or did an interview. So he was talking about it. But basically the idea is it looks like there's going to be a new Switch model coming out this year. Now, what form that's going to take is going to be interesting. I've heard stuff where they're going to update the screen on it. Um, I don't think they're going to beef it up and put anything else in it. And then he was saying that, no, it looks like the new Switch model is going to be completely handheld only. It's not going to have anything to do with the dock or anything to kind of bump down price a little bit. So I'm curious to see what happens with that. Um, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I've been playing the shit out of the Switch. I am. I get it. I realize it. I, I just finished up Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. And that was awesome. I had such a great time with that game. It definitely got grindy and repetitive, no question about it. But there were certain things that they redid and put into the game that I was like, I felt like a little kid again playing it. So kudos to them. Um, I still haven't picked up Super Smash Bros. back up yet. I've just been busy with other stuff. So I can't wait to do that. And then um, I've tried to turn my attention a little bit more for the new year towards my gameplay or Game Pass sessions um, series that I do on the mixer, like that plug there. So yeah, interesting to see what happens with it. But um, yeah, I'm curious if they do this handheld thing, there's got to be a reason something's telling them that this is what people want. Um, for me personally, I've been playing it mostly in dock. However, I noticed that depending on the game, that's when it changes for me. So with Pokemon, with catching them and, and enjoying the experience, I actually played it a billion times more handheld version than I did on the big screen in my in my living room. I just loved how the controls were um, and catching the Pokemon and stuff like that was a lot easier on the handheld and it just felt more comfortable. But then something like Super Smash Bros, 
I'm playing that with the pro controller and I am loving that. So, um, when I did a couple weeks ago, so I can't wait to get back into that. So it looks like, yeah, there's a reason for it. People are, are clamoring for it. I'm just curious what price point they put in, if they still even do like a, an upgrade on the screen. So anyways, all right, let's take a look at the notes. Yeah, guys, that's going to do it for me today. Sorry if it is a shorter tone episode. Don't want to sit there and, you know, keep you blue ball about everything if nothing's really going on because I'm recording this on Thursday around 1.05 Pacific time. So um, nothing really breaking on the video game front too much. There's some Game Pass stuff that dropped of added games, which I'm loving Game Pass right now. But anyways, so with that said, guys, that is going to do it for me. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's Maybe short, but still a star-studded episode. So with that said, if you like what you hear and you want to help the podcast grow, want to support it, plenty of ways to do that. Check in the description of the episode on how you can do just that. Um, most important part is you're reviewing, you're rating, um, passing it along on your podcast preferred listening platform. And then as always, reach out to me via the email um, as well as Instagram to send in questions so I can go over that with you guys and what have you. And then as always... Um, I'm doing the Game Pass sessions, as I kind of plugged a couple minutes ago, over on our personal Mixer channel. If you can't watch the live stream, I post when I go live on our personal Instagram. However, I, there is a DVR function that it does keep the videos up there, so I'm switching that up a little bit. I was doing, like, every time I played, and honestly, it got fucking exhausting. I was like, fuck this. This, like, this is ridiculous how they're doing it. And then I also found, too, when I'm playing these games for the first time, and I try to do them in hour increments, like an episode... I, I spent so much fucking time fumbling around trying to learn the core mechanics of the game. Didn't seem that fun to me, so now I'm kind of recording mid-tier, giving a recap to everybody, and hopefully I don't embarrass myself too much when I'm streaming and you guys watch the DVR function of it. So, um, yeah, that's going to do it for me, you guys. Hope you all have a wonderful, amazing, incredible weekend, and I will talk to you guys this upcoming Monday for a TV and movie-focused episode. Take care. Hey everybody, um, so this is a little weird, a little bit different, but I'm not gonna lie, I got little butterflies in my stomach for this one. So, I just got done recording um, this week's video game focused episode, so this snippet will play after the initial, after my plugs and all that shit, so I hope you listen through, I think it should pop in right away and seamlessly come together, well not seamlessly, but um, yeah, you'll definitely hear it right afterwards. So little bit different never had this kind of situation before but i'm i'm particularly excited and got some butterflies so i get done recording um uploaded to anchor all that fun stuff and so i hop on the phone real quick i saw something i was like oh this is interesting let me check it out did a little dig digs and boom so let's just go ahead and and drop our pants and go balls deep in this with some hot takes if you will so i'm recording this literally like maybe 10 minutes if even that after the news broke so jason schreier of kutaku aka the world's greatest pi um say what you want him personally or certain beliefs but from a from a job standpoint this guy's the goods on a lot of fronts so he tweeted something this was forever ago and i'm pretty sure i commented on the podcast where there was just tension in the ranks between Bungie and Activision and it is very apropos to me after I sling shit at Activision and Bungie on the first part of this um, episode's podcast that this comes out I think it's very is ironic the right way to is that the right word the right term for the situation or is it like an Atlantis Morissette piece where it really isn't ironic and it's just a shitty day but anyways with that said so Jason Schreier posted something about this and then um 
forever later he comes out and he's like hey there's some stuff going on Bungie's having a team meeting in a couple minutes we should know more then so they flat out he broke the story and now Bungie themselves as well as Activision have commented and made full press releases that Bungie and Activision are getting a divorce what the fuck holy shit I I'm sure you can hear it in my voice again soft spot in my heart for Destiny 1 destiny 2 tore that heart out became a whore and now we are where we are so yeah they're it looks like official they're getting a divorce they're making they're in the early stages right now per both uh companies of transitioning everything over destiny wise fully into the control of bungie so bungie in their statement did say that we're going to be self-publishing from here on out so that ties into that news we had months ago about their deal or i'm assuming it does with that chinese developer or publisher where they got a shit ton of money because it takes quite a bit to self-publish so it looks like bungie won't have to get into bed with another publisher whether that be like a microsoft ea etc they said in the statement activision did as well as bungie bungie is going to get full rights back of destiny from the ground up they won't have to share anything they get everything back which that surprises me quite a bit on this um and then activision says oh we're going to work more on ip and i have a conspiracy tinfoil hat theory that i definitely want to i want to hot take it to you guys um well it's fresh in my mind in regards of how this relates to blizzard so uh, we'll, we'll touch on that in a second so um god i hope i don't forget this is interesting on a lot of fronts i've we've heard rumors and rumbles about this through circles and everything like that for a while um i never thought that this would go down just because of the fact that destiny even with the sluggish sales figures they had for the forsaken expansion as well as a lot of their content after that not to say that this divorce all of a sudden excuses bungie for all their shitty practices to customers because at the end of the day i would be it'd be hard i'd be what's the word i'm looking for um i don't believe the idea or the concept that everything shitty bungie has done is related strictly to activision and what they do i think a lot of it will be and i think after a while you have to put your foot down and say we're not doing this obviously i've never ran a video game studio i've never had a contract with a big publisher so i don't know what they're allowed to kind of put their foot down on and what isn't i wonder if certain things they implemented and strategies and business practices that bungie did was to appease activision to get them to lighten up on certain things um that's mostly guesswork on my end but i kind of have an idea in in that regard of how that could possibly play out but anyways no this is huge fucking news like i've never I was trying to think in the last 10 minutes or so, and I don't want to be too like over the top with it. I really am not that this magnitude of an IP this big, regardless of its public perception and recent struggles in terms of sales and in its fan base has divorced themselves from this. And I'm very surprised that Bungie was able to retain the rights. Now, I don't know the details that haven't been released. They could be posting right now of how that divorce occurs. Like does Bungie have to pay a shit ton of money out to activision to get out of their deal is the deal coming up to an end did activision come to them with this and it's like hey your, your sales are struggling so we don't view the destiny ip as a as a a popular thing i could totally see activision having that mindset with their bean counters and those conversations of like oh Destiny's a dying ip like it can't be saved we can't do anything with it we listen to bungie of going more hardcore um to their you know regular fan base and pff, 
fuck that, you know, like it's not working. We're not selling. So screw the IAP. We'll do something else. Um, I could totally see Activision being just complete idiots and so caught up in their own shit um, to do that. So apparently, according to Jason Schreier of Kotaku on his tweet, um, or excuse me, in the story he posted on the website, that the Bungie team did say it in a positive, good news way to their to their squads. And like, this is great for us. We can focus and do what it is we want to do and, and make the Destiny game that we want to do and everything like that. So um, as far as back to my Blizzard comp, We've heard a lot of rumblings, and I've, I've I've read, I've heard stuff from other people that are insiders. So again, they know a lot more about this shit than I do. Where they've said, "Don't worry about the whole, um, the rumors, or don't worry about Blizzard becoming this different company now that Activision is getting more involved, that they're the bean counters are speaking up and and all that stuff." I personally hear that, and I it screams red flag to me. And we talked about it. I think it was last week or the week before about how Activision. I don't think in a couple of years is going to be the same, or excuse me, Blizzard's not going to be the same company that we've come to know and love and, and for some people adore in terms of their relationship with their community. And I wonder if this played a big part in it where they were thinking about it. It's like, well, we got Blizzard over here. We're finally on their nuts about shit and we're on their, we're stomping on their throats to get games out quicker. No more of this five, six year window to make a fucking game. That's not feasible. Like we can't do that anymore. Um, Activision is saying this to them that they're like, we got tons of IPs at Blizzard, you know, and we got a lot of staffing over there and we're bringing in a lot of cheap labor. So let's go ahead and just use their IPs because that's what they said in their statement. Activision will focus on its more owned IPs as well as stuff like Call of Duty. We'll take those in different directions and just boom, you know, twice a year, we're always going to be having these games come out and we're going to make a shit ton of money, right? So, and I wonder if from that, they were just like, we can afford to let Bungie go. They, they're not keeping their their end of the bargain by selling and making copies and you know everything like that so very very interesting stuff curious to know all the details as they are going to leak out here over the next day or two i'm sure um but the second part i want to talk before i wrap this like hot take idea up about this huge story and it's just it's hilarious that it seems like a slow news day and then this fucking megaton drops for me personally and all the shit that i feel about the Destiny IP and Bungie and fucking Activision. This has me, believe it or not, as soon as I read this and I was like, okay, holy shit, Bungie's keeping the rights and they're going to self-publish, they said. Whoa. I instantly had this feeling and this sense of hope and dare I say hype and or excitement for Destiny 3. Now, I don't know where they're at in the Destiny 3 cycle. I think they're pretty far into development. Um, I wonder if that played a part into it where they told Activision, like, no, this is the game we want to make. And they're like, uh, this is not what we think sells nowadays. And this kind of helped lead to the divorce. I'm sure there's a lot of angles to it that contribute to this. But it definitely has me, I would say, hopeful, maybe a little bit hyped for Destiny 3. Like, will we finally get the Destiny game we've been waiting for? Will they continue to do numbered releases? Or are they going to go to the drawing board and say, no, we're going to do our version of destiny online and we just released expansions and all this shit for it and it, we make it like our own world of warcraft stuff like that would get me excited back of the game so obviously it's still early on there's a lot of shit we don't know a lot of stuff that i'm tinfooling hat and theorizing on my end just trying to base it off of trends and history of companies and and everything like that but this is a little impressive we haven't had anything like this that jumps in my mind of this game that 
definitely has not been what it's been um but still has a reputation of like ah like it's kind of like the member barriers from south park oh, i remember when destiny one was good oh when destiny one was fun to play and you want to do the raids and stuff so um again at the end of the day i'm just surprised that bungie was allowed to keep the ip rights i really am curious to know what it took and what it cost them if anything i don't know the structure of their current deal with activision to keep the rights of that but it definitely has me hopeful for the future i just hope that bungie you guys learn from this you understand what the fuck's going on how much of a second opportunity because for people like me i contribute a lot of your failings to activision and that evil greedy fucking company and just anti-consumer but you fucked up along the way too you weren't innocent you weren't perfect angels i think a reasonable balanced person can realize and admit that so you have a chance here that a lot of game developers and you've been given a lot of chances don't ever get where now you can reintroduce the ip in a way that makes the hardcore people or people that did leave and never came back hopeful for what's to come next for destiny 3 or whatever you end up calling it this is a second chance opportunity that a lot of people especially in today's time do never ever get the chance to to experience so don't fuck this up go for it be bold be daring think outside the box but at the end of the day stay true to what your fans want or what you think you hopefully they want you're not deaf or blind to them and just make a kick-ass awesome game that's in the looter shooter genre and and beat the shit out of these games that are trying to take your throne you guys can do it you have a lot of talented people that still work there and still have some more of that halo essence a little bit so do it but do your just just make a great game have fun be bold be daring don't don't try to appease to casual fucking people you know and go for broke so um yeah i think that's it for me guys as far as this hot take goes um i'm sure next week i'll have an update on it once we learn more news and everything like that but um yeah i definitely wanted to jump back on the mic and record my my idiotic two cents about this subject because i think it's a big deal and but like i said no no all bullshit aside even my issues with bungie which there are a lot of this has me hopeful and i get dare i say hyped for destiny 3 of what they could do but again i don't know where they're at with destiny 3 in terms of their development cycle I want to say they're pretty far in. I don't think it's as early as people thought it might be. So I'm curious if that Destiny 3 is going to be a product of that relationship still with Activision. And are we going to run into another fucking situation where Bungie's like, okay, guys, we're self-publishing. This is our own deal. But keep in mind, wink, wink, like we developed this game, Destiny 3, you know, with Activision as a partner still so you're gonna have some activision trinkles in it i really hope that's not it and then they do the whole but on this expansion we'll fix it and make this a true bungie product like go fuck yourself if you start doing that you're gonna lose people so we'll see but i i'm seeing the reaction all over like you know social media and everything like that whether it's instagram or twitter um reset air even on reddit people are fucking like getting really hard about this and some people will say like it doesn't matter and it may not but i try to be more hopeful in that sense because it's an ip that i truly appreciate and love and everything like that so and i'm also curious as well when this news starts fully trickling out and, and gets everywhere if the what's the word i'm looking for i'm curious to know if people that said fuck destiny and swore it off and didn't come back for forsaken if they're now more 
I don't know if they're they're more willing to come back to the game now or give it a try or check out this expansion. I'm very very curious about that. If people are like, yeah, you're fucking because Activision is really despised by a lot of like more of the the into the industry people for a lot of reasons. And it's like, hey, if we're giving you this money and it goes straight to Bungie and you're developing a game. I mean, like it's something I'm thinking about now. Believe it or not, it's one of those things where even with the grind fest of the puzzle and shit like that. I don't know. I think about that now. It pops in my head. I'm like, you fucker. So uh, I don't know. It's a love-hate relationship definitely at this point and definitely has not been a lot of love. But I'm curious if that's going to be the reaction of people if they're like, eh, I'll wait for Destiny 3. I'm too late to the bus or to the party kind of thing. So I don't know. We'll see you guys. But uh, yep, that's it for my hot takes of it or whatever. Hope you enjoyed. And um, yeah, I will talk to you guys this upcoming Monday. Take care.